It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Hey, Rary, Rary. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. How you doing? <laughs> We're recording the whole podcast just for Bobby. This is for you, Bobby. I'm so glad Bobby could make it. <laughs> if your name's not Bobby, you better turn this goddamn thing off right now. This is only for Bobby's. I'm working for Bobby today. We're on the honor system. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to season two of The Leftovers. I feel like we just got started. I and wish... we're already in the middle season. It's almost over. Right. That's what happens yeah. when you do two a week on a show that has 10 episodes in a season. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. I'm flies. I feel the opposite. I feel like, oh, I want to get to season three right now. Yeah. I did have a feeling of like, oh, we're almost done. Yeah. I, Shit. It was when a I, hopeful when we started, one for me. When we started season two, I thought, man, this is almost over. Did you hear that? I was just going to say, Where's I wish you played that after from? the opening. Where's it coming from? Where's that so sound? So here's the thing. My first uh, house in LA was in Sherman Oaks, and we had like a, um, it was a real kind of open air, indoor, outdoor kind of setup. Wow, yeah. where and, is that? I want to live there. Oh, well, I lived with like four dudes. So, <laughs> whoa. at the end of season three for like best place yeah yeah that's gonna be on the fans bobby you gotta do that okay bobby, yeah, bobby come on bobby bobby you so gotta far, pull the best there. listen that you scrap their choice we scratch this is your, the bobby. only steve can win i'm talking to only bobby steve no, can win. i know that's what no, i was it's saying not, it's not i mean you're the one pushing them but it's it's really a congratulations of the timing of a comment well lining it's up the, with the timing perfect... is me though so wait you're saying the person who's... so congratulations steve so thank you so <laughs> you we guys are missing my pie. hold on let's make it like this then the person who no, set, who sets about... off the person who sets off i'm gonna say the no perfect oh yeah we gotta play no Gets a prize. No, I, it's not a competition between us three. It's a celebration of what a perfect, great moment it was that something aligned with something we said. It's like, you know, when things happen and they're just so perfect, it's a moment to award the perfection yeah, listen, of that Yeah, listen, I'm moment. not Batman. I want to get all the oh, recognition, God. right? Bobby, listen, we set out to make this one an hour. You should know it's just right oh, Yeah, Bobby, we're going quick. Come on, Bobby. We're Bobby. trying. Listen, we're thinking about We're you. off to a strong start. We're, we're anyway, thinking about was, your time. Yeah, finish your story. We're thinking about Bobby's time. Oh, my God. Go, Brett, We would please. get cicadas would hide in the bricks of our fireplace <laughs> in that house. John cicadas? And I didn't realize that's where they were, but they sounded like they were coming from everywhere. Wow, Bob. How'd you like find the out? the sound would echo. What's that? How'd you find out that's where they were? Um, in, in sort of a like chaotic panic, similar to what he did. And we finally found it and we got ushered it outside and there was peace for like a week or two. And then oh. another one got in. Oh, no, no, no. I, oh, Bobby. I found that whole storyline going on to be quite relatable, but we'll get to it. Let's let's start off by saying episode one of season two is called Axis Mundi. 
Wait, A A A X I S M U N D I. Is that a is that a Christian thing or am I on even? I don't know. We'll find out. We're gonna get into it. I'm sure we'll find out. But um, how much you want to bet that relates to some some Bible shit? I'm sure it does. I'm gonna bet it. Um, but the episode how was. How much you putting down? We got a player. Uh, we got a player here. It doesn't say who directed the goddamn episode. Lost. Mimi. Mimi leader. It was Mimi leader. You're right. You're Mimi right. Siku. Mimi undies. <laughs> Um, you guys want to talk about how this fucking episode started? Yes, or? let's talk about it, Brad. Go oh, ahead. Fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm still not certain about the music cue in the opening credits. I thought something was wrong. Wait, you're talking about the new theme song? Yeah. What do you mean you thought something was wrong? Like I put it on and I thought I put the wrong thing on, so I backed out. And then I thought there was ads <laughs> on my HBO Max. <laughs> you know, to be fair, HBO has been doing some some wanky stuff this week because everybody's finally getting what is the new one? The new HBO HBO Max. Thing. HBO Max. Yeah. Everyone is finally converting, and our we had a lot of glitchy ish. Yes, we had some glitch shoes, <laughs> glitch shoes. But we um, they're tiny little I shoes love, that elves make. I love the theme song for this season. I think it's yeah. wonderful. It's just, it felt very weeds. Oh, oh interesting. really? So, yeah, like, I feel that. I never in the later weeds. seasons of Weeds, you know, they did the tiny boxes, yeah. the theme song, and they did different versions of it yeah. in later seasons. Oh, that's neat. And that that reminded me of that. But um, beyond the title sequence, uh, what what happened there? Why why did we get a scene from a quest for fire? <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we were so we were obviously seeing. Miracle uh, before it was miracle. miracle. Yeah, it, I or think Jardin. Jardin means garden in French, and I think it's meant to be the garden of what's the phrase? Alana thinks it's the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden, right, right, or that's what they're trying to throw to at least. Wow, it's Jardin, but whatever. I don't pronounce French well either. <laughs> um, I can't wait to Jardin. dig into some of the things that are being said here in the uh, in the uh, in leftovers the wiki. The leftovers pedia, where we're getting most of our trivia information and clarifications, Is there if you will. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not based on the episode that you're currently reading about, but um, I remember seeing this episode intro opening back when it aired, and mm-hmm. thinking like, "Oh man, this show's gonna be a good time." This show's really going to take us to a bunch of crazy places, yeah. and I cannot wait to see what's next. I remember thinking the same thing. This is the opening that I associate with the show. When we watched season one, I was like, where's that opening? And Steve had to kindly remind me that that's only in season two. Oh, yeah, because she wanted to hear the song. And see Let the, the mystery be. Yeah, and see the gone boys. And then you don't know if it changes in three because you I didn't don't. watch I didn't know. And apparently she didn't finish two. No. Maybe she did. We know them. We're in a really weird place. I don't remember if where... I finished two. I may <laughs> yeah. have finished it. I may not have. If I, I, I got deep into the season, though. So I don't know. I, if I didn't finish, I was just at the tail end. I just remember thinking, like, okay, so we're obviously seeing, like, ancient whatever this place is. Because even by the time we got to... Ancient PP. By the time we got to the reveal that they're the the series or this season is set 
in this new location, which we were seeing like millions of years ago or however long ago that was. Ja. Maybe hundreds of thousands. I don't know. Ja, I don't. Um, seemed I like early math. man. Look like early man. Caveman style. Cavemen and women. I will say I half expected when the person came up to her after she got bit by the rattlesnake to be just in modern clothes. <laughs> and this to be like an M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Okay, what if they went what if they went Walking Dead with the show what? and then and then what we see is is like another part of the world where the departure affected like, you know, maybe a third world country or something and how the departure affected people in a third world country. Um, and hey, then, don't put down a third world country. I don't know that they'd be in that position. Well, no, I'm just saying in a third world in, country. In a position where that may have happened. I'm okay. just saying like in in comparison to the first season where it was like obviously privileged Americans or whatever. Sure. Okay. But like what if it was like suddenly this is how other cultures were affected by it. Oh, I'd love that. And uh and it was just like, yeah, like we just saw like a like a new kind of like Born we had a baby. whole season with like a whole different cast of like people. Like that would I don't know. There was all these opportunities for them to do really strange shit, but again, like in typical Lindelof fashion, there's no way to predict where where it goes. Um I also forgot that Angela, what is her name again? Uh Regina King. Angela from mm-hmm. the other show. More like Regina yeah, I got, Queen. I, good. I forgot she was in this. I got I totally a lot forgot. of Watchmen vibes from this episode. Oh, it was so good. Between she was her husband cracking and the eggs. firefighters and all of that. And her cracking an egg. Like a lot. <laughs> she was cracking eggs like she that one scene. Can egg. we have a compilation of Angela cracking eggs? I'm I, just going to continue with Angela as her name. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So there's a lot of um, parallels between this episode and the um, movie from, I believe, 1981, uh, Porky's. There's a lot of visual. <laughs> what the fuck? There's right. a lot of imagery in this right. episode that immediately made me think of Porky's. There's like people the running naked nudes. running through the woods. Yeah. There's a lot of like dark wood scenes. And there's a lot of, there's like an egg prank right at the beginning of Porky's. Listen, it, it immediately made me think of Porky's. No one should go rewatch Porky's. It does not age well, but <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my mind for some reason. So I felt like this was the forum for me to bring it up. Okay. In well, case I anyone mean... else got that same. Wow, uh, Brett. Listen, Brett, you are perfectly Thanks. welcome to present this theory. This is definitely the forum for it. And I appreciate I'm just telling you. Yeah. If you watch Porky's and this episode back to back, you're gonna be like, I could see it. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if if it, if Porky's inspired Lindelof and if anyone's ever asked him. That's all I wanna know. Wow. Interesting. Well, let's get him on the horn. Yeah, can we just call Bobby? Yeah. Can you Bobby? Can you call Bobby, Lindelof? Bobby, get Lindelof on the dang horn, will ya? Are we still on good terms with James ABC? <laughs> I hope so. We haven't heard okay. from him in quite a long time, though. All right. I wonder if he could if he could reach out on our behalf. Um, we'll see what we can do. If you're listening, James, we'd love to hear from you, even though this is an HBO series. Um, so let's read a little bit about what the wiki thing is saying, which is interesting how we're getting some more recurring themes in this season of The Leftovers with animals. 
in the first. Wait, season. before we get into the wiki, all I was going to say about this episode is we have too mystery, too many mysteries all already. Yes. I don't have anywhere else to put all these mysteries. <laughs> now you that that was the reason when I stopped the show. The reason was I felt exactly what you just expressed. We're and gonna I said, need a bigger you know box what? to hold all these mysteries. Yeah. You know what? That's too many mysteries Listen, and not enough answers. The pantry is full <laughs> and overflowing. All right. Uh huh. I we're, mean, we're well, just we gonna become finish, hoarders. We gotta finish some of these leftovers and clear some room in the fridge. All right. Well, I, <laughs> let me ask you this then, if you guys feel About. that way. What were some mysteries left unsolved for you that you feel were important for the story? Fountains of Wayne. That didn't get What's going solved. on with Tom and his mommy? You mean Holy Wayne? Oh, I Wayne? did think the baby in the beginning would end up somehow becoming Holy Wayne. Like oh, ancestrally. that's cool. Holy Wayne. Um, wait, 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 wait. The baby. Oh, ancestrally. Oh. You, th- you think Holy Wayne was an unresolved mystery? Yes. Th- I yeah. don't think so at all. I think it ended with I think them... you only feel this way because you've seen it twice. Well, I, I still don't know why why uh, Kevin and his son are not on speaking terms. I don't know why Kevin Bacon stopped dancing. Who says he did? I don't did? know why Kevin Bacon stopped making Tremors movies. Yeah. They're still making them. Indeed. <laughs> Why is it gotta he be that fucking Where's Michael the Gross motherfucker? Why can't Why can't it be Kevin Bacon? I mean, fuck the beef. Where's the bacon? He's keeping that fucking thing alive. I know he is, but he's he's got to branch out. There's a new Tremors movie coming next year. <laughs> so, all right. Well, well there's only really one man to think there. Mark your calendars, folks. They're like, if Bill and Ted can do it. Yep, um, that, that's how the meeting went. All right. <laughs> The Pretty woman much. the woman sees a hawk multiple times. Yeah, the hawk is telling her shit. Right before the earthquake slash rock slide that kills her tribe and destroys her cave. As she holds her newborn, inspiring her to steal eggs from the hawk's nest. <gasps> that was a hawk's nest? And Ooh, I would she, not go there. As she lays dying holding her baby... As she robs the hawk's nest, a snake attacks the woman's baby and bites the woman, ultimately killing her. John repeatedly searches for a cricket in the Murphy house. Where's that cricket sound, Steve? Thanks, Bobby. (laughs) Love you, Bobby. Love you, Bobby. In the episode's final scene, the cricket chirps again following Evie's seeming departure. Erica retrieves a bird buried in a box during her run. A BBB. And Jerry sacrifices a oh, goat yeah. in the diner. Oh, who's Jerry? We That guy's got a name? I mean, I'm sure it's said it in the credits or something. Goat Slicey. Jerry. That feel- was some pretty intense fucking... The goat slice? Uh, shit in the diner. It's just like he laid out that plastic and then cut that goat's throat like three feet too far off the fucking I think it's less about yeah, the blood I agree. and more it about him me. pulling the corpse out of it out of the restaurant with it. Nah, I think it was like I mean, I feel like continue. a more efficient use could have served both purposes. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I want that clip. Yeah, someone Here I use am. someone use that in the emails, the new emails, will you? <laughs> will you? Will you? Um, All right, continue. Michael reads from one Thessalonians. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! In the church, which one's Michael? That's the son. I guess he's the son. Yeah. 
Ugh. Banners. No, in the what? Ju- so what? we're talking about more Bible, so other references in that's, the show. Um, Recurring theme. What's his name? That's the Isn't new that family. Nora's brother? No, no, that's Matt. That's Matt. Michael Matt. reads a sh- Yeah, uh, close enough. Bobby, <laughs> shut up. It's close enough. Um, Both of the references on the banners, the Bible references or yep, whatever, yep. seem to be referencing water. Water. And the episode ends with... Uh, there was Fun. a lot of water in the people cutouts in the um, intro. Yeah. To a point, I thought it was only water, but then there was some sky and shit <laughs> and space and some dumb rocks. And it um, broke my whole fucking theory. Somebody says here, or at least it says in references, that the football photo is uh, over producer Peter Berg and Sarah Aubrey's credit. References their work on Friday Night Lights. What is that in the credits? A football awesome. photo? Yeah. Oh, when their names come up, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. You think there's not football on Miracle Texas? Come on. <laughs> uh, let's see. The concept of Miracle originated in the first season when the writers planned to have Tom and Christine visit a town where no one had departed during their road trip. <gasps> However. Tom and Christine's storyline became less of a focus as the season progressed. That's why it got boring. And the story was dropped. That's why it got boring. Mm. Damon Lindelof and Tom Parada had not discussed any ideas about season two when they accepted HBO's pickup for a second season. As Lindelof's experience... Is the whole first season just the first book? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As Lindelof's experience on Lost made him insistent on focusing only on the season at hand during production of season one. When they began discussing the second season, they realized that Nora's letter about her reasons for leaving town in the first season finale still applied despite finding the baby, so they decided to move the characters to a new locale and then connected to the idea of a town where no one departed. Finding the baby sounds like like an American phrase, like a a slang phrase. Oh. Oh yeah, I was finding the baby. Do you guys remember in Batman Returns that do you remember that finding the baby scene in Batman Returns? <laughs> exactly. Um another shift in season 2 is the decision influenced by the positive reception of Matt and Nora POV episodes in season 1 to limit number of POV characters in any given episode providing greater focus in the storytelling. All right. Okay. <laughs> The title is Latin for world axis. It refers to a concept of a geographical point where heaven and earth meet. Oh, Garden of Eden. This is presumably how people in the show, how many people in the show's world view Jarden. I see. I did think it was interesting. I know it's the next episode, but when the guys from MIT came and we're talking about the, um, the theory they had the happening might be related to proximity of places. But the other thing is him saying it might happen again and her freaking out about that. I thought that was interesting because all of the people talking about what well, isn't the rapture because not enough people were taken. I like the idea that there was just some misunderstanding in the text of the Bible. And like the rapture happens in like segments over time. Oh shit. Whoa shit. That's cool. And it's cool. Yeah. And like all of the elements of the apocalypse will start to like fill in like chapters as people are taken. Because even in the Bible, after the rapture happens, you can still 
get saved. You can still, you know, right. pledge your oh. or your soul to Jesus, and then you will be saved, and you can escape the apocalypse. Which is what I'm uh, planning on, because I'd like to try right. out the apocalypse for a few days, if you know what I mean. It just doesn't seem fair that if you die, like, the week before, hell. Yeah, know? I want to see all the cool shit. I want right. to see Jesus so, with a sword. I want to see G. I want to see GI. <laughs> um, but it is interesting, and I love that Lindelof loves those like sci-fi kind of concepts of, um, you know, magnetism and energy and things like that. And uh, it seems like the idea that these MIT students are spending like so much money on this house so that they could do research there and they were given a grant to do research there which means there's some interest in the real world outside of these storylines and these characters in um continually putting money into studying the departure which is super cool and almost gave me like dharma initiative vibes not to be too specific about what i'm talking about but i remember watching it and then saying oh my god what if what if they tie Dharma in and they're like researching the anomaly and it has some connection to another Wasn't series? Wasn't there conversations at this point about whether or not leftovers would tie into Lost? A lot and of Lindelof people had to come out and say that it wouldn't. Yeah, because a lot of people had really okay. hoped and were really like that. Th- the theory was gaining steam at the time the show was going on, and a lot mm. of people were like, "Ooh, what if? What if?" And then he just came out and was like, "Nah, it's not gonna happen." Nah, babes. Even though there is a Dharma Initiative thing in Cloverfield, which oh. is a completely different property. Damon. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, um but yeah, the the and then the episode title World Axis, referring to the concept of a geographical point where heaven and earth meet, is interesting when you think about the geographical concepts and i don't i don't even think it was this episode where they went into that it's the next one because the next one's called a matter of geography and that's where you learn why the garveys left i love mapleton i love all those concepts as well the different like Mm -hmm. energy lines on the earth yeah stuff it's really cool i love it because it is really unknown stuff that's like kind of potentially real and um Wait, does that tie into the, like, crack in the road? Yeah, well, that's kind of the idea that... Because, I mean, we did see a big earthquake that that killed this woman's tribe in the beginning of the episode. And so, conceivably, that part of the world gets, like, earthquakes, probably. And it seems like... Of course, it's Texas. Um, they get earthies, yeah. Right, but it seems like that seems is sort of like an epicenter, Jardin, it seems like it is. Oh, I, that's I not how say, I saw it. I saw that. I don't that... feel like Texas is like associated with earthquakes. Sure, sure, sure. I just mean like some places, like Hawaii doesn't have earthquakes. I don't know how that works some places well, I'm and just not saying, others. What I'm but... saying, I'm not saying that, they're, that they set it there because it's such a realistically geographical place where there are a bunch of earthquakes no happening, i'm not i'm happen. not saying that either i'm just saying that like in the episode it seems like they're tying in this historical significance between this earthquake that happened yeah. in the beginning of episode of the episode and then an earthquake that kind of keeps happening in jordan right and but um, i don't i i just i just have a different opinion is why i was going to say i'm, I'm not i hear what you're saying yeah i'm just saying that like uh 
it's interesting and it's they seem to be tied together in some thematical way and also it seems to but be specifically the crack in the road that was like covered in glass yeah and had a number on it yeah i see that as something that probably happened like the day of the or week of or something the 14th well you know what happened and that's and the reason it has a seven is it was it a seven it was a number there is that there are like a few things around the town that you like yeah then it's a seven because i don't think it was a six in my memory um and it's like things around the wait i'm not done things around the town that you like go and see as a tourist that are like these are the evidence of what happened didn't happen whatever that was my assumption on that however i did not i didn't experience the episode as suggesting that that town has many earthquakes I felt the opposite. Like, why would you put a fucking, why would you make it super special that some earthquake moment happened in that one spot? If this town has earthquakes all the time, I thought the opposite that like earthquakes rarely happen there. And that's why that earthquake crack in the ground is significant. And I, I, the theme I took from all that is that it's the idea that the garden of Eden is cracking. Hmm. Interesting. I think if it if the earthquake thing was rare, they would be like more worried about it. Like no one seems to like. That's true. Seven. Oh yay! Oh, seven. Thank you, Brett. Um, Is that a Jesus number? I two? just feel like there would be some indication yeah. in the. Ep- oh, really? <laughs> I feel like there would be some indication in the seventh ep- day he rested. Um, I feel oh. like there'd be an indication in the episode at some point with if it some was character. Being like, we don't normally get earthquakes around here, right. or like something like that. I feel like I would have something that indicated more so that they do. But I could, I hearing what you're saying, like I could see that to be true. Obviously, I I just wasn't convinced that that was true while watching mm. it. So I, in my head, it could go either way. Um, now's the perfect time to butter to sh- your toast. To butter your toast, everybody. Okay, Ta- why Bobby, don't you pause the episode, Bobby? Bobby get out your butters. Um, HBO sent me <gasps> Brett this box. When season is there a live bird in it? <laughs> <laughs> they sent me this box. It's a wooden box, nondescript. It doesn't even say HBO or leftovers on it. Who's there? Wooden Were box. You scared? I was excited because I I was like, uh, you know, it would. I I don't know. Maybe I was scared because I don't know if there was even an indication on the box it came in that uh, that it was from Hubbo. That it was from HBO. Yeah. But um, inside is a sanctuary uh, bracelet that you can wear nice. so, so that cool. you and, the, so, and it has the Jordan logo on it there. So uh, you can go. So that I could go. Yeah, I can go and I can have sanctuary there. They also sent this fancy T-shirt. Which we see in the episode hanging up. Yeah. I think it's episode two. It's hanging in the like. <laughs> yeah. It's what... how we know what's interesting about Miracle Texas. <laughs> it's just that t-shirt. That t-shirt. And let's not forget my very own vial of Jarden spring water. Spring water. fantastic handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you drink like a little bit of it just to, you know. No, but if you look close at it, I don't know if you could tell here, there's like little things floating in <gasps> there. There's like little gross organisms. Oh, I like seeing your face behind it. That's anyway, funny. Thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, there's more. It also came with these these polaroids of like the town. 
places in Jarden, I guess. Yeah. Like That's there's a that, tour bus. There's that big building back there that we have no idea what it is. And then here's this like fucking crazy dude up on the up on the thing. On like a concrete pole. And then here's the uh well, he, he sent that letter to Australia. Who is that labeled to? Yeah, I'm so what curious about Oh, that's a good question. About everything that's to do a great with that question, guy. yeah. Um, because later Garvey's dad said he was going to Australia, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Maybe he mailed it to Garvey's dad. <gasps> Hold on now. <laughs> wow. Are you finding out, Brett? I'm looking into it. Ooh, I hear Careful, those don't watch clicks. out for spoilers, potentially. Don't watch out for spoilers. This is in the episode, Steven. Uh, 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 Bobby, how's that toast? To, hold on, hold on. It was addressed to Mr. David Burton. Oh, right, Burton. I remember that. David Burton. Oh, what did we think about the guy from Perfect Strangers? Which guy is that? The guy from Perfect Strangers, like, being found. Oh, yeah, that was caught? <laughs> yeah. I hope he's in it more. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Did that fall out or something? No, this is a sticker also came with it. Can I, Steve, do you, are you trying to keep so cool. it secret how much shit they gave you? or? No, no, why? I why? Because oh. I just want to say that while we were watching the episode, every time something that's, like, uniquely made prop for the movie came up i was like oh steve did they send you that too and nine times out of ten he goes yeah (laughs) (laughs) my joke by the end of the the, these two episodes was you got more stuff from hbo about the show than i've ever gotten at any christmas look it came with yes and it's true look it comes with a so here's the thing about that map I need everybody to understand and appreciate how long it took to put that fucking map together. Serious, yeah. I know. How this many people so had to sign shit. off on it? Yes. The design, what type of design, how detailed? I just did an exercise similar for one of our brands, and it is, it's like a multi-month-long process to get a map Jeez. together. Can I read to you what it says here while I cover the camera Please. so I can read it? it? Put it to yeah. the side over here or something. Well, because okay, I want to be able to read the yeah, do the microphone. Need. Can you just have Bobby just hold it up right after? Bobby, camera? will you Bobby. hold this for God's sake? The history. Where is he? Is he having a smoke? Of course. Town of Miracle's former name is Jarden, Texas. It was founded in early 1800s as an outpost for Spanish soldiers. Is this the thing that's written That's the in same there? thing. We paused a screen and we Steve read. To try to read Steve it. read some fuzzy letters on a plaque, and we read this whole thing. I don't know how he was able to discern the letters, but I'm kind of a Steve is very skilled at reading like blurred out, chunked letters. And you had it right here. If you, <laughs> yeah, we had it right here. And I thought when you were reading it off the screen, I was like, I'm sure that's the thing that's written on the map that we really? just saw Why and didn't you read. Really? Why did you say it out loud? Well, half the time I say things out loud, you're like, no, I'm not pulling that clip. So I just don't say it anymore. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, read it. Uh... It was founded in the early 1800s as an outpost for Spanish soldiers. The town grew into an agricultural hub, livestock, corn, cotton, throughout the 19th century with strong focus on livestock by the end of the 19th century. There were small amounts of oil found in the 1920s, which boosted the population from 2,000 to 5,000 residents. But ultimately, there wasn't enough oil to do any extensive drilling. Jarden was unsuitable for fracking, 
but towns nearly were very valuable fracking sites. So Wait, once towns again, towns near it were towns nearby were oh. very valuable fracking sites. So once again, fortune passed Jarden by. Overall, the town suffered a steady decline in economic revenue leading up to the departure. No one in town departed from Miracle on the departure. The mathematical odds of that happening are one in nine tredecillion. <laughs> this is, by definition, a statistical impossibility. Miracle is the largest town in the world in which this phenomenon occurred. It took a little while before people even realized that no one had departed, maybe until sometime in the early morning of the next day. It wasn't officially confirmed for a long time after that. It was about a year until the DSD recognized the town for having no departures. The town asked for national park status. Eventually, about two and a half years after the departure, it was granted. Uh, they're suggesting that there are other towns that had no one missing, too, that we're probably not going to hear about. This is just which the biggest I, one. Which I guess kind of makes sense, because remember we were talking about, like, well, 2% isn't that many people. Yeah, that's what I, I was saying. The credits are misleading because they make you feel like a third of the people disappeared when it was 2%. Well, it is a lot of people. It's just not a lot of people. It's not a lot of mass. to the population. Exactly, 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 exactly. Um, let's see. The opening Cavewoman sequence was inspired by ideas from consulting producer slash religious expert Reza Aslan. Including, oh, how do I know who she is? Including him saying that the earliest him. religions were people in caves looking up at birds in the sky. The early, Say that again. The earliest what? The earliest religions were people in caves looking up at birds in the sky. Hmm. Damon Lindelof yeah. has also joked that the opening Cavewoman sequence was designed to piss off television critic Andy Greenwald, who notoriously hated the first season of the show. Greenwald did indeed dislike the opening sequence, but went on to praise the remainder of seasons two and three. Huh. Oh. Um, let's it's see. A, it's a lot to think about um, when you think about like prehistoric times or whatever and they see birds flying and there's no like ability to truly understand what a bird is or how right. that works right so I took you a... you 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 think they're a deity or they're above you in some way um yeah i mean it's it's my it's one of my top five favorite things to get lost thinking about is um in medieval times people who lived in like the offshoot villages would be born, live an entire life, and die. Not totally even under, not totally understanding what is inside the castle. Yeah, uh, wow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. having no ability to have any visual reference in their brain of what is inside there or what's happening in there. Wow, that um, is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. I've lost hours thinking about this. <laughs> oh, here she is. Pause. Everything pause. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> of queer eye old news but jonathan the little girl is a figure skater and his dad's like not really involved he doesn't know he's a big sports guy doesn't know how to handle figure skating he brings in michelle freaking kwan to train the little girl i can't listen (laughs) why i can't listen this is spoilers 
She no, this is last yet. season. Last it's season. Last season. Oh, okay. She says last season. Queer Eye is maybe my favorite queer content on the podcast. planet. <laughs> oh my god, I want to do a Queer Eye podcast. Would Let's anybody listen it. for real tweet Call me it and tell me? Queer, queer Eye podcast. <gasps> Call it Queer <gasps> Ear. Come with another queer beer. Ear? I'm not sure that that one. That I got plenty. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm sure Jamie. there's so many. Jamie. Dude, I cry at every These episode video files of that. Too big. Eye. Steve does not have time to cut them down. You can't just be busting in like that. <laughs> hey, Officer Mustard Stain. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We're it, it's okay. We I, needed to know about the needed, greatness. We needed that moment. People need yeah. to be pointed out wow. that the new no season of Clear Eyes out. Spoilers. I apologize to Bobby <laughs> and the audience at large. <laughs> it's okay. They're an old season. Y'all should have watched. Um, in tongue-in-cheek fashion, the script for this episode starts, and so let us begin in the most obvious place to begin. Interior cave, night. Tom Parada jokingly referred to the sequence as previously on The Leftovers, and the writers also called the sequence previously on Earth. Very funny. It actually is, but the way you're reading it, I just... I'm you know, feeling yeah. film dry. Yeah, yeah. 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 You guys hear that ambulance? What do you guys think's going on? Oh, guys, Michael's stand is number 121. You know, that where he's selling the, like, the little oh, vials. Really? And, yeah. uh... I'm about to get pissed if they don't answer some of these questions. Nora's positive, 100% positive response on her test thing was Says she's pregnant. Oh, just kidding. Was 121. Which test? The thing where you remember it was like you fill out the oh 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 you're just referring us thing. to the previous episode. Yeah, I thought it was something. Do we have new. to get do we have to get one twenty one tattooed on us now as well? Oh man, not unless they answer the damn question. What does that mean? Oh, the man with the hands, Prince. Well, you're talking about mm-hmm. two, different things, two different things, but you know they're both cool. <laughs> uh, the loved ones commercial from Two Boats and a Helicopter is heard again on the TV. Love boats. Is it called love boats? Loved ones. Oh my god! What's wrong with Two boats and a helicopter. I have two (laughs) boats and a helicopter in my ears. Um, two boats, one cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Anything else interesting here? The new main titles are reminiscent of the Guilty Remnants Christmas Day PowerPoint presentation in the book, in which departed individuals have been clumsily deleted from photos, living leaving a pale gray blob jerry's goat killing ritual is inspired by a passage in the book that describes nora passing a man ritualistically slicing a sheep's throat during a long slightly freaky stretch of her regular biking trail what's his name whose name oh jerry yeah, because when he comes in, she goes, oh, Jerry. Oh, that's right. yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, unless she said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, all right. Well, that was still all the first. And pulls it out. That's that's all still the first episode. So what would you guys think? Uh, the first time I watched this. I think I... we should look at episode one and two because they. And do them together. Yeah, we could. They fit. Wait, wait. Let me tell you, though. The first oh. time I watched this ep- this season, I remember thinking. Okay, nobody went missing from Miracle, or did they? And thinking that it was possible, people oh. covered shit up because so many people in that town are really weird. 
I just how could you that. cover that up though? Like if people came to like people study who weren't it. registered to be living there. I don't know. I thought of it as a plot line. Obviously, it's not. If oh, you're gonna okay. fight me on it, spoilers. Well, I'm not gonna fight you. I'm just saying, like, when, don't you think well, if it was like if they were the question is, are people missing now? Well, yeah. Well, what happened to, to the main dude's daughter? And what's with the water theme? Water, water, water. Where's you're doing? the daughter? What's your guys' theory? Where's theories? the water? Where's the water? Well, you're skip- where's the you're well, skipping the water quite ahead. Well, Brett said we should talk about the both episodes. Yeah, well, let's let's recap number twice. Episode two is what that means. Um, okay. <laughs> no, shall we not? Uh, well, I mean, we'll say at the end of episode two, before they showed Kevin in the lake tied to the cinder block, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this episode!" Like we already knew all this. You know, it felt like. Mm. Or like, why are we seeing it again? Oh, I really liked it because I felt like we needed a little bit of familiar shit after they continue to not tell us answers. Craziest thing about episode two was the guilty (laughs) rabbit, the guilty Guilty rabbits, the guilty rabbits. (laughs) The guilty rabbits are just fucking gone. Like they burn their shit down and they're like, well, that's it. Because um, his ex-wife, when she came to pick up Tom. She ain't no wasn't wearing white. No white, no Siggy. Yeah. Well, the guilty remnant in Jarden is gone, it seems. Or maybe they never existed. But I think the guilty remnant is still a cult that exists in that universe. I would have Not in Jarden. So. Uh, I said in uh, Mapleton. Ma- oh, right, wait, wait, wait. What was it called? Mapleton and Jarden are the two places. It was Mapleton? Suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was standing there, and all the guilty um, remember the Titans had burned down. Yep. Um, and there were no remnants. Which is to synonymous with the burning down in Jarden that the fucking fire department is doing. It's not the. I, it's like the stuff. I'm like, I don't even fucking know. It's like I don't. I don't talk about it because I'm like, I don't know. Guy says, with finger with handprints getting thrown out the window of his own house while they burn it down and being seemingly okay with it. I was wondering about or those understanding, and it just seems like they go after anyone who is trying to benefit from the the. They're trying to infer that there was some sort of magic or um, spiritual reason that no one was taken from their or town. I think it has more to or do that with people like have making any... money off of it, or that people have any spiritual gifts at all that that they. Why the fire department? I don't know that it's a legal thing that they're doing. It does, seems like it was kind of under wraps. Like, I don't know that people. I don't knew. think it's legal. What? I said no. I don't think it's legal. Oh, okay. Well, but I don't, what I'm saying is, I don't think it's the role of the fire department to do that. I think the chief of the fire department was like, "We're gonna do this," and they're like, "Oh, okay." Not that that makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, the script excerpt released on HBO's website where say they used to like send you script pieces sometimes. God, they sent you everything. It says that, uh, well, it was just like a print. It was just like an email that had like an image. This one they sent to Bobby. (laughs) Says it shows a bit of extra dialogue that was cut from the episode. When Kevin asks Kevin Sr. If the voices just went away, Kevin Sr. replies, no, sir. I walked through the fire for a while, then I relented. Turns out the answer was right in front of me the whole time. At which point he says he started doing what they told him to do. Huh. 
So they just cut out all that. And then he said, mm. no, sir, I just started to do what they told me to do. Walk through the fire is an interesting. Yeah. Mention. Virgil says he lives on Ledeker Road. Okay, that's interesting. Who's Virgil? No idea. Okay. <laughs> hey, the Garvey's house number is 420. Yeah. Oh, we, shit. Got a, we got a player here. Jackpot. Um, uh, yeah. So this, listen. Go ahead, buddy. I like, I like it all. I like that there's now this like pending, not doom, but Garvey being next door to the, it's got a very Dexter vibe. Yeah, that it's like, you know, the what's the new guy's name? The the fireman, John. Uh, it's John. John. Yeah. John is is clearly like our de facto, you know, antagonist. And Kevin is the protagonist, but John doesn't know John. John. Yeah, John. John. John doesn't know that Kevin is a cop or an ex cop at this yeah. point. Yeah. Seemingly, yeah. A lot of like he all... simmering tension that I really like that I feel like we didn't have in season one. Yeah. It was yeah. more it was more like external tension between Kevin and the GR because of his wife and all the like all of the the all of the conflict and tension was out front. Everybody was being very like public about the tension. Mm. This season it feels like they're trying to like bring the tension behind closed doors, make it a little more internalized, which I think is, is more, uh, you know, more thrilling and more captivating. Right. Yeah. Viewership perspective. So to that degree, I'm very excited. I was feeling nervous because of John's disdain for people who seem to have some kind of unworldly gift or think that they do that. Like I'm thinking this Garvey guy is going to start having some expressions of what's going on. Like it, he's stopped the medication. He stopped doing shit and he's still what he calls sleepwalking and doing crazy things that are, I don't know, seeing dead people and all that. So I feel like that, that's what I'm most excited to see how that plays out. Well, I'm curious if he's sleepwalking at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think because he woke up in the lake with a fucking cinder block tied to his, leg but saying something pretty specific and it felt like he was able to physically interact with um pam what's her name patty yeah patty oh yeah she slanged him on the grind well i think he's i think they confirmed that he's sleepwalking pretty much because he thinks he's that slow push on him in bed with nora and then like it cuts to him like basically in the lake yeah but sleep i mean like sleepwalking yes but what i mean is like i think that he is He's intuiting it as like innocent, like a, a, a condition, whereas I think he's being led as opposed to I see, just, I see. Yeah. You think yeah. he's he, it's involuntary. Or well, maybe his subconscious was. takes over. It could be a part of him, but it's not I think whoever's telling his dad to do stuff is telling him to do stuff, but he's only listening in his sleep. Oh yeah, yeah that's cool. exactly. When his guard is down a bit more, he he is more receptive um, as we all are. What did you think about how he got away with Patty's death and then the revelation that he just like flat out tells his daughter and Nora what the fuck happened? Loved it. I thought that was a nice way to like button it up because in the end it's like the worst that's going to happen to him is potentially a short jail time or you know, probation with community service. Like he, 
he didn't kill her and i think that an autopsy would reveal that so it wasn't like he was going to get pinned for homicide but i loved the um the apathy with which he was released as if to say like the gr has probably done enough across the nation to uh interfere with law enforcement and to um to kind of break the law where necessary they were breaking into people's houses obviously things like that that the uh you know the police have essentially said like fuck them whatever happens to them happens to them it's uh you know i feel like i don't know it's a it's a weird time in history to be discussing this but it's very like they're (laughs) like yeah if people happen to kill the gr that saves us a little time and that seems like the opinion which is very nobody likes them and it's not like yeah. Well, I think she would have. I, I, I guess what I'm getting to is like, it says a lot about our main character. Yeah. In the fact that he was like, I'm going to stop being a cop because I don't even feel like the thing I did was right. right. Whereas the other law enforcement are like, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think that it, it gives us a lot of like, it gives us an ability to really trust in him, which is interesting because when he goes to sleep, like, he can't trust himself. So. It gives us kind of a lot of information in the way that the cops responded to that. Wow. I love, I love that. that. Jink. But also, I think it, it part of her letting him go to her credit-ish is that he's confident that Patty killed herself. Like, because she asked him quite a few times, oh, she killed herself? You sure she killed herself? All right. Yeah, and I think there was a moment where someone then, said like, We're not going to be concerned about the rest. Yeah, and there you're was... gonna commit to that, and you're a police guy, and I'm gonna just yeah, like they're trust okay you. with her, with him taking her as a leader of the GR yeah. and interrogating her in a less than traditional sense. They're okay with that. Yeah, and, and the fact that she killed herself, it's like we don't really have to do anything here. Yeah, you were in within the parameter of what we think is is okay. Yeah, um, I did pull the clip and then got rid of it because it's <gasps> like it was like seven minutes long to really build out, but. Um, not actually seven minutes, but about the eye patch. She's like going to ask about the eye. <laughs> I was just gonna say I love Lady Nick Fury. Yeah, oh. it felt like a Watchmen character. Yeah, it felt yeah. like I want to see felt, more it feels of her. Like all of these worlds, the Lindelof worlds, are like folding in on it on each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is you interesting to tell see what this happened one. In his childhood. It's interesting <laughs> to see this one next after seeing Watchmen. Yeah. I think we're doing it in the right order. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting order for sure. I would recommend it. Um, let's go to clips. Chill, Let's bro. get it. Want to do it? Yeah. Why don't we just do it? Let's dive in. Get yourself a fish biscuit. Magic fucking hooks. Jackpot. Please, Kevin. Kevin, please. Kevin! I say fuck! Time for some clips. Hey, officer. Want a cheeseburger? Hey, hey. All right, let's Wait, I thought of something I want to say real quick. The baby Jesus, at the end of episode two when they have that pie first of all hbo also sent steve a pie oh yeah they did send me a pie just like that pie wrapped up in a little oh, i was jokingly too. ask if there was a pie in that box there they did send me a pie but it wasn't in that box um, 
The mm. one in that box. Sounds a little suggestive. Uh, but that pie where uh, John is like wondering if it's maybe poisoned or something because potentially something bad is going to happen to him. Uh, the guy well, he said. just thinks he's just watching his back now because the guy said something. Bad right, right. And the wife suggests maybe it was poisoned and it's a mysterious. Nobody knows where it came from. Pie. La, 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 la. The fact that he's a little paranoid about it and then the pie, they go and get the pie to bring it over to him. The there's a moment where the like little black baby Jesus has <laughs> her little hand like floating over the pie. And I'm certain that she healed the pie. Pie wow. safe now. Did she heal the pie? We got a pie healer. Maybe we got a <laughs> pie, pie, pie healer here. <laughs> it's but important. Did they now. eat it anyway? I don't know that they yeah. ate it anyway. I think they ate oh, it. Oh, did they? Because the, the, the daughter dropped the cake. The yeah, daughter but... dropped the cake. The, <laughs> the daughter dropped the cake. The daughter dropped the cake. <laughs> All right. Uh, this first clip. Cake farts. Is this. Fucking crackers. <laughs> These are crackers? Frackers. Oh. Frackers. Fucking crackers. I don't remember yeah. that. What is that from? That was from the guy who was sitting, was next to John's son when he set up camp. And there was a little bit of a, like, rumble. And he seemed to infer <laughs> that the frackers were causing these earthquakes. Wait, John's son when he set up camp? No, it's when they're at... Well, who set Matt, up camp? When they're at Matt's Not house. Not camp, like the and little they're setting sail. up a tent for them, to say, for them all to sleep in. no, 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 no. no. It's when he's on Main Street and he's setting up his little oh, um, oh, his little oh, stand yes, yes, yes. To, to give away his water. And, uh, yes, correct. Uh, promote the church. I can't wait yeah. to give away my water for the church. Yeah. <laughs> Pay what you want. <laughs> we know you didn't depart, Mark. Why'd you fake your departure? No, no, comprende, no comprende. We know it's you, Mark. All right, no, Mark. No, Mark is <laughs> <laughs> I know it's you, Mark. I know it's you, Mark. <laughs> the Pope hasn't been seen out of the Vatican. <laughs> oh yeah. Bobby, go get Mark. Bobby. Oh, there's the there's the little cricket. That's the cricket. that's the next clip. I hire prostitutes to shoot me. <laughs> I hire prostitutes to shoot me. That's a good one. What the I love that they needed no more context. Yeah. It's like okay. Yeah. That's why you have the gun. That makes sense. Because his is worse. Hi. Oh, they were, yeah. They were too busy thinking about his. They had another dinner night chat about her hooker killing or the, the getting the attempted murders. Yeah. Hooker killing. That's a whole that's that? a whole uh, weekend. It is a whole weekend. You can't you can't just go. It's, it's not something you just go to a, a new place and try it out. No, no. You don't go to Vegas. What the fuck was that? Oh, was <laughs> that Patty? That's a great clip. That seems reusable. Yeah, yeah, that's a very reusable one. Oh, we have a tent. <laughs> that's a great pull. Because he was so excited about the tent. Oh, we have a tent. <laughs> he is an outrageous character I who I him. love. I love him so much. Chief Garvey has secured the pie. Pie is secure. Over. <laughs> <laughs> do you hope that patty is just like like basically like drop dead fred 
and she's just around him all yeah, the time. Yeah, it definitely got vibes of like uh, what was Idle Hands yeah. and American mm-hmm. Werewolf. Yeah. Uh, in London or Paris, you take your pick. <laughs> but what about Drop Dead Fred, bro? <laughs> Drop Dead Fred, did they do that with the dead, dead characters coming back? Well, okay, I guess he's not dead, but he is like imaginary and he's just hanging around and doing goofy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm more. I feel like I'm more there for it with idle hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And American Werewolf. You're right. All right. Final clip. Here we go. So she killed herself. The world spins on. Good riddance, Patricia. We hardly fucking need you. <laughs> there it is. What's that one from? That's the clip from when the eye patch girl is saying he. Oh, the yes, officer yes, yes. eye patch. Yeah. Opus oh, eye patch. Uh, what would her name be? What is there? Has there ever been a girl Nick Fury? I'm sure there has been. I, I'm Nicola sure. Fury? I don't follow Marvel. Oh, that's right. You're not a Marvel boy. Nicola Fury, can we? All right, let's. You guys ready for emails? That was my move of emails. emails. Let's do it. You have the new song. What's the new song? <gasps> I don't, I don't know. We Wasn't a there a new... Up. Last week, we got a new song for something. Did we already use it? Oh, shit. Well, now I don't even know. Now oh, I'm all shit. confused. Was there a new one that we didn't put in so there? I'm confused. The- I feel like that was a new clip song, and this is probably the new email song, but we should probably use one from the old and one from the new for, you know, inclusive purposes. What about... Well, while Steve- I think that was right. Play that. Play that clip. What about this one? What's this one? This is the older one, I believe. That's the old one. Where's the one with the guitar? Where's Waldo? Yeah, this is the newer one. Look who's here. Fuck your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Oh, shit! (laughs) Billy Ray! Officer Mustard Stain. Time for some emails. Nice. Clifford Odell sends an email. Clifford, welcome. Jack. Jack. Nice to to hear from you. He says, I'm sorry. Hey, gang. Why is he saying sorry? I'd like to apologize for two things. First, I'd like to say sorry for the name bungle during The Watchmen that you've probably forgotten about. Okay. (laughs) Secondly, I'm sorry for not respecting the format. After that finale, I couldn't stop, and I have now watched most of season two. There are many amazing clips for you to pull, and I can't wait for Brett to see the episode where Kevin and Matt make out for 30 minutes while Elnor Rigby plays on a loop. That's not fair to spoil the show like that. That's my favorite episode, though. I'll pull it. Love you guys. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks, Clifford. Thanks, Cliffy. Beto's got a shorter email. Jackpot. You know what clip I should have pulled is the end of episode two. The cricket sound? No, that was the end of episode one. The oh. Episode two was Patty being like, "Oh, you're in trouble now." Oh or whatever yeah, yeah. I was just, I was like, "Oh, now I want to watch the next episode." Yeah. Uh, Beto says, "Hello, bearded boys and Alana. Happy belated, belated birthday, Steve. Here's them notes. Thank you, my friend." Regina King really has a thing for guys named John, huh? The firefighters <laughs> were discussing how big the fire was going to be beforehand, so I don't think that's the first time they've done that. That was our guess. Yeah. 
Of course it wasn't. <clears throat> their apart- the place they were renting got burnt down for the same reason, I'm sure. John asks his wife to invite the Garveys for dinner. She asks, are you going to work on your birthday? What does that mean? Is John gathering info to decide whether to burn their house down? Yes. That's what I got. That's out what of. I got too. Brett? Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm I'm curious what the law enforcement situation is in Miracle, and if Kevin's going to step up. Yeah, me too. Me three. It's going to be Kevin versus John. I'm curious what jobs uh, they're going to get because don't they still need money if she spent all her millions on that house? I don't know, I but there just might be a new sheriff in town. She could have hung in there, probably bid it up to. I, I would say probably got her for like two point eight, <laughs> uh, and then they could have saved, you know. A college fund for uh, young You probably could have got it away with it, 2.5, 2.6. And then, you know, that's a one for one for a house. Then they have the savings. They have the sale of Kevin's <laughs> Brett, house. Brett's a real um, adult. You're talking about, you can, like, live on that for several years <laughs> without having to work. Uh, Not in I feel LA. like it was this opportunity. I think his anger when he smacked the wall, I get it. <laughs> with that kind of frivolous expenditure. Yeah, Steve felt the same way. You know, I just realized, too. There, there was. Remember when the girl Their was wizard? eating eggs in the beginning of the episode? Yeah, and that's why she's making eggs and then, in the beginning. And then Regina King day. was making eggs. There's so many. E- there's eggs again in this show. Well, I think it was just connecting yeah, so those two. What happens? Like, here's what happens. So in Porky's, he has oh one hard boiled egg <laughs> and one raw egg, and he kind of throws the raw egg so you see it's a raw egg, and then he pretends to smash the egg on the guy's forehead. Yeah. Doesn't go everywhere because it's 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 uh it's a hard hard boiled egg, but then he gets the kid to go over to the big bully guy, the guy they named Meat, and (laughs) the same thing, but they're both raw. So he ends up smashing an egg on Meat's head, and he chases him off. It's great, man. Don't Uh, you just love to smash an egg? Don't rewatch Porky's. (laughs) You didn't have to. You didn't have to say that. Don't need to rewatch it. You don't have to worry about it. So the whole thing with this town is that it's a miracle that no one departed. They are safe, and it's the best place to be, right? Let's compare that to the fact that there are firefighters burning houses, (gasps) Regina Kings burying birds alive, nymphs running around naked in the woods, a homeless Santa Claus living in a tower, and crazy fuckers sacrificing goats at the diner. Maybe not so great. I yes 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 I want to talk about Regina and the bird I think she has some abilities too now maybe it's just since the the disappearing maybe it's not I don't know but also the girls I was gonna say yeah they ha- they're giving all these nymph qualities to them like there's totally sirens in the beginning in the water what is he suggesting with all is, that what if this what if leftovers is a sequel to Watchmen what if it's and a sequel to Regina the Odyssey King has become Doctor Manhattan. But wow. she's in disguise. That would have been And she cool. used the Thanos snap and to she, get rid of two percent of it. Out. Yeah. Wait, the but the reason I... they didn't take anyone from miracles because she's in miracles. I'm in, and she didn't want to see her friends and family right. disappear. Right. Love I just. It. 100%. I had another theory in the middle, the beginning of that email, come into my head. May I share, please? Please. So my theory is when the first October 14th disappearing happened that's when that crack happened in the sidewalk in the road because there was some earthquake that happened but nobody disappeared 
But this time, a bigger earthquake happened and some people from that town potentially disappeared. So an earthquake uh, happens in the Garden of Eden every time the disappearing happens. Well, I don't know if I'm in line with the Garden of Eden stuff. I think that's interesting. But You I don't like, think so? No. But I do like the idea of... Well, what is your definition of the Garden seen of Eden? This show, you're not Eden. in line with it. That's what you're saying. I know. Well, Spoily. I don't remember a lot of things. But what is so... your definition of Garden of Eden? Because maybe that's different. Uh, well, I don't what think is your the Garden of, of Eden Garden was of Eden? a real place, first of all. And I also don't think it. But if it were a real place, like what would it? I don't think it would be, be? in what Texas. What would its properties be? I don't think it would be in Texas. I think it would be like in like you know some European country or something, or like maybe India or something like that. I don't know, but I don't. Well, think if it, it existed, it would have been like Pangea or earlier. So true, but yeah. I don't think it would be in Texas. You know, to this day, people are looking for it. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. But they're looking for everything. But wait, wait, what? It, um, because the reason I ask is why would you say this couldn't be? a garden of eden or well, the garden I, of eden I just don't like what think... are the properties of a garden of eden in your mind uh i mean i guess like a really pure place that's like cuz supposedly the garden of eden is a paradise where like nobody worries about their naked bodies and nobody cares about anything and it's all like this beautiful place of like joy and happiness but if they I ate... took it as once the apple was eaten all places were yeah. no longer the the but nakedness. The, well, thing yeah. And all that. So technically, the 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 whole world was like the Garden of Eden, but the Garden of Eden was just where the forbidden apple was. Because my I didn't I don't have a lot of Christian learnings, so I don't know if there's something about the Garden of Eden I'm unaware of that would negate the this uh, theory. But in my head, the Garden of Eden is yeah, like a a place that has some kind of special magic energy whatever that in in the context of it being geographical maybe it's a geographical energy point sure why not like magnetism of some sort yeah I so mean, i do see it as that's why i see it as a garden of eden potential yeah, I, but i I'm don't not, know if there are other elements well i'm not saying it's a bad theory i'm just saying i don't agree with it i don't think right. that's not my theory but i think it, i think it's interesting for sure um, but I do like the idea that maybe jumping off of your theory jumping off the boat that um that maybe people are departing like the departing is taking longer to get to the people from Jarden for some reason. It's catching up to the Jarden people now since no oh, one disappeared. Wait, I didn't think of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Sound I alert. think the garden the way you described it is is in a is in a young boy's mind. Yes. Oh. Wait, the way I described yes. it or Steve described it's it? It's like a purity of it. oh. no sin. Well, I, yeah. I mean, we can't forget that we had them running through the woods naked, completely out of context, random there's, vision. There's certainly imagery that would suggest, especially with all the religious That's not random. Stuff. Like They need to work out contracts with those girls to be able to even allow, get well, that. Well, let's hope they did work out a contract with them. Um <laughs> What does it mean? Let's see. I do love the people. I do love that people from different religions visit the town. There were priests, nuns, rabbis, monks, and more. It's like the American Jerusalem. Interesting. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Quite. Episode two, one month old, adorable. He's white, though. That was a fun sound alert. That would have been a funny one to get. Yeah. Remember, they're like, you want to uh, oh, yeah. take I this I was wondering baby? if that was like a test. 
I didn't understand that. I think it's because they have like a surplus of orphaned babies for some reason. And they were like, you want to take another uh, one? That's true. We were thinking it's maybe because of the Memorial Day. No, why? Uh, that's like three years later. We're thinking because it's the Memorial Day it, situation. It might have been because of the Memorial Day uh, violence. People were killing it's a each shrug. other and I don't know. their houses and stuff. Who knows? Mm. I don't know. Or maybe there's just a surplus of babies. Maybe at that it'll particular location. Tie back later. Maybe I can't tie my shoes. Um, good character development. Jill said in the first season how nobody is okay. Now when Tom from Kaboom says it to her, we can see how far she's Thank come. You. Great. Uh, maybe Kevin Sr. is better now because his son took up the mantle, whether Junior wants it or not. I hear that. Personally disagree. But that's interesting. I yeah. didn't get it at first. Hot cop doesn't seem like the dubstep kind of guy. It makes sense if he's trying Dude, to I drown the voices love... down. What's that? I love that he was just like, the baby cries all the time. I'm putting headphones and I'm just going to turn it up to 11. Yeah, but they told us at the end why he's doing that. Yeah, but he's doing that because he's drowning out the voices. He he doesn't want Patty to. He's trying not to hear Patty or see Patty. Well, yeah, or whoever. But I'm else. saying in that moment in the laundromat, that's right. what I thought was going on. And I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah, I had... like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know anyone else is in here. <laughs> you can tell that you have kids and I don't because I had the opposite reaction. I was like, how irresponsible of him. <laughs> I mean, it is like, but it's. <laughs> Like I said, it's not something I would do, but it's something that I'm like, yeah, I feel, I feel you. Like right. I can, I can, I can see where you, how you could get there. It's cathartic for a parent. Yeah, it's like she's crying. I have something to do. I can't stop her from crying. So we're just gonna exist together in this moment. <laughs> um, um, why do you think they named her Lily? That has been oh, boggling my a, mind. There was a thing one L. We... Hang on, there was a thing on the wiki that said something. Let me see if I there was a slap. The baby being named Lily is reminiscent of Tom telling Christine to name her after a flower or a bird or a month. When did he say that? I guess. in. Oh, it says in the book. Never mind. Oh, could have been in season Mm. two, but who knows? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really say anything else about it. Um, I got to say postmortem Patty is much funnier. What? There's just the one book? I don't know. This this thing seems to suggest that maybe not, but I haven't seen I'm not sure. I've tried to like not look. Yeah, yeah. same. Spoily I'll, alert. I'll look in a second. Um I do love that people from different Oh no, no, that was another thing. I got to say postmortem Patty is much funnier. Chief Garvey has secured the pie over. She's full of zingers. Great two episodes. I love how we're just starting off the season and it goes batshit crazy real quick. Stay safe and clean. Don Beto. Thank you, Beto. Matthew Mayer says, in defense of Beto. Hello, first timers. I just wanted to say, I think you're too hard on Beto for his long emails. Despite their length, I think his points of observation help draw attention to things that may have been missed during your discussion. This viewer hopes that you continue to read his emails and not push him towards too much brevity. Good news. We got great news for you. (laughs) I agree. I think he has Uh, great points. There's one leftovers book, but he also wrote the book for election and little children. Oh, wait, wrote the book for the screenplay. Stick with me here. Little children. Tom, the guy who wrote the book for Leftovers, also wrote the book for Little Children. The nope. director of Little Little Children made a movie before Little Children called Beto. 
Z emails. In the bedroom. <laughs> Is this supposed to tie together that I sh- oh, should understand? Oh, how? Yeah. Dude, what? Explain to me. Easy you uh, and yeah. in the bedroom are really all in the same universe, I guess. Because right. Brett brings up in uh-huh. the bedroom a lot. It's an old bit. Don't worry about it. It's an. It's you don't have to. Is it's this... a really, really awful, sad movie. This is just it's for a great Brett. movie. I don't want to say it's awful. It's just really will ruin your day. Yeah, that's not a movie for me. Um, right. All right, thank you, Matthew. And we did read. Be- I liked Beto's current email. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. And he did have some great points. We um, should put up a poll and see if we should allow only Beto to have long emails. <laughs> Elizabeth Hicks says, Leftover seasons, Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. Hi, y'all. I was bo- uh, beyond excited when you announced that you'd be watching The Leftovers. My brother and I have shared a love for this show, and it is on both of our lists of our favorite shows of all time. This is my third rewatch of the show, and at the risk of saying anything remotely spoilery, I have some really quick general observations. <gasps> Ooh, I'm excited. One, I absolutely love the theme song, Let the Mystery Be by Iris DeMont, and the opening title That's sequence to go along with it. What? In the second season? Yes. Okay. Let the mystery be. Season two has some of the best acting I've ever seen and also has one of my favorite episodes of television ever. It's not one or two, is it? What? Did she say if it's episode one or two? No. All right. Justin Thoreau is distressingly hot. And Nora is a badass bitch and my hero forever. Yes. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show as much as I do, and I can't wait to get your takes on what happens this season. Love you guys. Liz. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. There was a scene where Nora and Regina King are just together interacting at at the barbecue. And man, that's just, ooh, it was just two miracle women just communicating and, and being in the same scene being together. Being perfect and yeah. I could, almost could explode. It was really wonderful seeing them in, in a scene together. I want a movie that's got them two inside of it. Yeah. Uh, Jing Zhang Max. Huh? Yeah, Lindelof, you listening? Lindy. Dr. Lindy. Um, Max sends an email saying Nora Durst needs a financial advisor. He says, hey, y'all, keep my emails shorter from now on. Thank you, sir. Just some thoughts from the new episode and the latest first-time show. The new email clips themes are so good, way better than mine, but I'm so glad that you guys even played mine for as long as you did. New themes for the win. Everyone's doing I still great. like his clips theme. I, I don't Agreed. remember whose is whose is whose, but there were none that were all bad. That opening scene of season two was it from the National Geographic magazine, or what if Holly Wayne was a descendant of that tribeswoman? Holy Wayne. You're right, it is Holy Wayne. Holy Wayne. Holly Wayne. That's, I'm there. I that, think it's interesting if it ties into the National Geographic somehow. Yeah, but that was Brett's theory that he's a descendant. Regina King he's cooking eggs. You know when you wake up in the middle of the night and get really thirsty? Maybe Kevin was sleepwalking and drank up all the water. (laughs) Oh, no. In that river? Thirsty Kevin. We're all thirsty for Kevin. Also, budget Sam Elliott at the auction. Love, Max. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Crimson. Crimson. 
Kevin McKee says, short thought about geography-based disappearances. Howdy. If Nora's family all disappeared because they were all in one small area, but the lady that Kevin was getting wacky with disappeared and Kevin didn't get, didn't, then the geography-based disappearances is kind of disproven. I disagree. Just a thought. Also, the MIT dude explaining to Nora what anomalous means is on brand. <laughs> God bless Kevin. Hashtag Brett no. I, Brett no? Get out of here, Kevin. I love hearing the critical thinking, but I disagree because I don't... I, I, my theory would be that if it's, ge if it's geographical at all, it would more have to do... It wouldn't be like every single being in that space for sure is going to disappear. Just like a higher frequency of disappearance in that area. Does that make sense? Like a stronger frequency that relates to why the disappearance happened in certain areas. Because there are like... You know, like longitudes yeah, maybe and latitudes. You just came, they don't take you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like longitudes and latitudes around around the planet, like that. There's a theory that yeah. there are energy lines similar to that around the planet, and that explains some of the magnetized things that happen on our planet with like all sorts of shit. Anyway, so I would say it would be something along those. If it was something along those lines, it would just be like, oh, there's a higher x y whatever magnetism frequency in this space so more likelihood of disappearance here versus less likelihood here etc cetera, etc cetera. well plus like plenty of people have departed near each other or whatever yes, 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 i yes, think yes, they, yes. they wouldn't be throwing that much money into the research to really if think that, that wasn't a massive factor in it you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway yeah 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 yahoo yeah, yeah. maggie fish what she's fishing Plenty of fish in that lake. That's right, damn it. Maggie Faf sends an email saying, Leftovies, hello, boys and girl. I'm Maggie, and here are some thoughts I had, by the way, loving the show. Hi, From Maggie. Axis Mundi, watching this cavewoman pull a baby out of her vahoon is not what I expected to see today. I absolutely love the score. Oh, my God, this is so interesting to have a place no one departed, and it's a huge tourist trap. Yeah, it's totally cool. Love it. Matter of geography, this new intro has a totally different vibe. How do you guys feel about it? I think we talked about that. That Love opening it. scene was amazing. The emotional depth and reactions were chef's kiss. Did Patty just break the fourth wall? Not sure if they're part of your story or you're part of theirs. Oh, yeah, that was great. P.S. It's so weird seeing people without masks on in public on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, just look... Uh... Look in uh, Miami, look in Florida, and look in L.A., and you'll see plenty of people not wearing masks. L.A. isn't that bad. Well, season two, Disco Babies, Benjamin Graham says, I love the podcast, and I love you all. Just had this idea and wanted to get these made so that Steve can play them way too much. Okay, I'm downloading them right now. Fingers crossed for a jackpot level of play here. <laughs> and if you don't like them, that's fine. Took like two minutes. Wear your masks if you're protesting. Black Lives Matter. Defund oh. the police. Love, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, ben. All right, ben. here we go. Part one is the name of this first clip. Hey, officer. Um, Stin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's, Brett died. that's great. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, officer. Come. Hey, officer. Stain. That's great. Stain. All right, here's part two. Magic fucking. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. That goes right along with Whitney's short. 
And then here's the third one. I say um, two. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Benjamin. Those are great clips. Thank you, Benjamin. Is that the only time E.T. says that in the movie? I don't know. Mm. Someone let us know. Beto. Mm. Bobby. Interesting. Bobby. Daniel says his secret is moisturizing. Hi there, first timers. Really enjoy these episodes. New intro, Regina King is on the show. That intro was just a dope short film that could stand alone. Yeah. Two questions. By the way, real quick, sorry to interrupt. Sure. Regina King, the guy who plays John. It couldn't have been Harold Perrineau. Perrin, oh, Perrin, yeah, or Perrineau. To, to connect all the worlds together. Oh, man. He would have been great. About. That would have been Not great. That, that, guy is, that guy is wonderful. That but... guy is so good. He's very good. <laughs> but Harold, come on. I know. Anyway, Who are that would have blown about? my mind. Someone from Lost. Where does Tower Man poop or shower? Best not to ask. I'm sure that's what the bucket's for. What song or band slash artist would you play to drown out the voices Daniel from Miracle, Texas. Um, uh, <laughs> just anything, I guess. I would play my favorite music. My music, <laughs> my playlists. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have a specific. You wouldn't have special. special no, because uh, all music gets loud enough, and some good headphones will really cancel out the noises. Well, if you, I mean, well, so frankly, I would be trying to get into a meditative state, focusing on myself, aligning with myself. And then if I still heard the voices, then I'd be like, oh, there's something good about them because they're coming from the divine aspect of me Whoa! instead of something outside of that. So it's a weird question for me because I'm a weird person. Brett, would you have an answer? Jackpot. Oh, nice. Oh, That's a much better answer. Very easy. Um, Joseph O'Malley sends an email saying, Hey, Steve, Alana, and Brett, hope you're all doing well. I'm excited to hear your reactions to the new theme song and the shift in setting. Hopefully you like the change of pace and you didn't find it too jarring. I think the new theme song really encapsulates what the show is about, even if it's notorious for annoying a lot of viewers. Really? really? I know it frustrates a lot of the people, but the show really isn't about solving the mysteries. It's about the characters and how they react to and deal with them. However, with as much of the show and Lindelof himself in interviews... Wait, what? As much as the show and Lindelof himself in interviews as early as season, season one tries to temper your expectations as to what will get answered, I was actually surprised with how much I felt got answered by the end of the show. So if you're really worried about a lack of closure, please stick with it knowing that most things have plausible explanations, even if you'll sometimes have to choose your own answers. Faith is a huge theme of the show, after all. That helps me... That helps me. Thank you for the email. Thank you very much. As for the episode one opener, I figured I'd throw in my hat into the ring as to what it might represent, as I'm sure you'll all have your own interpretations. I definitely think the nomad woman's journey represents the events in Jarden. She's the sole survivor of a tragedy that affects the rest of her tribe. Jarden survives the departure unscathed, unlike the rest of the world. And then she suffers a subsequent tragedy in her death, mirroring the disappearance of the girls and there is hope for new life as the baby survives and is accepted by a new family. At this point, we haven't seen what the final event represents, so I'd love to hear your theories on what that could be if you care to. This season has some of the best television episodes of all time in any show, so I can't wait to hear your thoughts. See you next week. 
Very cool. What if Nora, what if Nora spent $3 million on a house in a town the day before uh, people poofed and the importance of the town uh, goes away and the house is worth like 250000 Yeah. And like people are like slowly departing. And so people are like trying to move the fuck out now because they're like, are we going to be next? And the whole geography thing becomes a big issue. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, that would suck, but. Hmm. Um, Israel Chavez Lopez sends an email saying, The Leftovers Seizures. Hi, BBBB boys and summer girl. It's your Ecuadorian boy Israel back again. I wanted to briefly talk about Evangeline's portrayal of a seizure and why I really liked it. What Evangeline yes. is suffering on this episode is called absence seizures, a form of epilepsy common on kids and teens. The show does a really nice job showing how it works. Yes, yes, yes. An abrupt, profound lack of awareness, preservation of body tone, she doesn't fall to the ground, and signs of auto, auto automatism, her hand was moving on a pattern. I just became a doctor last year, <gasps> humble brag, but already saw- And thank you for your works. Thank you for your work, but I already saw a very similar case with a little girl. This seizures might seem harmless, but they can occur at the worst moments, like in the middle of crossing a street. <sighs> Love the show and every single one of you. Please keep uh, keep making us happy. Stay safe and wear a mask, Israel. See, Israel is a doctor, and Ow! he says, wear a mask, everybody. Come on. Oh, shit. We got a player here. Magic fucking hugs. What the fuck, Jill? So, I mean, are you going to choke me or what? This is Dusty Bob. And this That's right. And great email. And I was thinking the same thing, but not off of education, just off of some documentaries I've seen. Oh, nice. <laughs> Giovanni Cannoli says, thoughts from the opening of season two. Jesus fucking Christ. I can see why Owen didn't want to do this season of the podcast. That live birth scene was vile enough to make my virgin ass want to get a vasectomy. Hey, don't be so far into the modern world that natural things are the worst. <laughs> it is shocking to people that have never seen it, though. I say shocking. I mean, first of all, of course, that's totally acceptable. But I feel like I have to stand up for the voice of, oh, it's a let's natural, not make sure we're, thing. well, let's just not make sure we're so far into this uh, sanitized world that that birth becomes more disgusting and gross than it is uh human mm. i think it's still kind of gross but it's yeah, it's okay for it to be kind of gross it is kind of gross but also you know it's a lot more than just kind of gross um also who the fuck That's me huh who the fuck bungled the ambi ambient background noise track this season i'd rather hear dogs barking than babies crying any day Okay, well, so I'm I'm sensing a pattern. Maybe. Lastly, <laughs> can we get an in memoriam for the twins? I feel like we won't be seeing any more of them now that the Garveys moved. Hashtag rest in peace, twins. Hashtag bulletproof vest, yo. Hashtag opposite of jackpot. Much love, Brad. I'm so for it, Brad. Let's do one. Play their clip. Oh, we're, the Prius we're... twins. The Prius twins are not getting to Texas. That Prius battery won't make it. <laughs> R.I.P. What's, Prius twins. Twin we clip. love you. Oh, just jackpot. The, the vest. The bulletproof vest. Oh man, which episode was that? <laughs> Brett, thoughts? I don't uh, know. I think it was seven like, and eight. I think it was yeah, probably seven and eight. I would That's agree. Season one. 
Let's see. Oh, I can actually tell you. Crazy, dried up fucking turd. <laughs> oh, fuck you, you fucking tobacco state twat. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm not finding it. Wait. I'm waiting. It's called Jackpot, season one, episode eight, number five. Oh, it's the full-length version of Jackpot. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, I don't have it anymore. Oh, well. Well, we know that they love... All I have is this. Jackpot. Yeah, you know. Bulletproof vest. Um, Great boys. R.I.P. Bye-bye. All right, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We did it, you guys. We did it under two hours. Bobby, I told you. It was only an hour this week. Nice work, Brett. It was too mind-blowing to talk in much detail about. It was well, just both like... Both episodes kind of stacked up in a nice way. That's true, too. Yeah, and I'm just ready for more. I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't have yeah. much to say other than I do remember certain things, so I don't want to talk too deeply <gasps> about this or that, but... I just, I'm ready for this season. There's an episode, people keep talking about how there's some of the best episodes of TV in this season. Well, that's not hyperbole at all. There's certainly some amazing episodes of TV coming up, and I cannot fucking wait! I will say my brother Brad has been asking where I'm at in Leftovers. Oh. He's like, let me know season two. Oh, well, there you go. He's like, season two is where it gets really good. Also, I don't want to... Pull get anybody any too excited yet but owen has expressed <gasps> interest in hopping on for one episode uh i don't know a if it's specific episode a specific episode yeah damn so just stay it's too tuned. late i'm excited <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry don't get too excited though getting a glimpse of owen the other night I know it's, like, it's it's it'll get you just really one... filled me up. <laughs> it'll get your glow right back. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the show. As as always, uh, please subscribe to YouTube.com slash the Valley cast to see the video version of the podcast. Alana's looking all lovely and you can see us all oh. looking all lovely on camera. Uh, if you watch our video version, and... you guys look like twins every time because you got those headbands and the beards. Listen, so it... headband, headband of the day. You know? Quarantine's all about headband chic. Headbands of bears. Um, you want to <laughs> tell people where they can find you, Alana? Yes, you can find me on my Instagram at love Alana Chan. L O V E A L A N A C H A N. That's pretty much currently on pause at the moment because of everything in the world and <laughs> an attempt to place my head back on my body mm -hmm. that makes <laughs> sense and brett anything you want to add or pitch or pr you want to pitch anything you want to pinch anything <laughs> yeah okay so here's what i'm thinking okay right? let's hear so it i'm ready it's a guy he's a family man okay. he builds a pool in his backyard <laughs> they dig out the pool they find out oh the house on a burial ground <laughs> poltergeist happens but it's modern it's a modern take love you know? it love it and it's in anime Sold. And it's anime, animated. <laughs> um, in the vein of Steven me. Universe. I, I, I'm in. I'm in. You got me. Okay. What's it called? Right. It's called Simon okay, Pool. Okay. Yeah. Is it Please called? Look for it. Is it called Pools Gold? It's called the Backyard. <laughs> it's going to come in between Volume One and Two of Creeper. Oh, great! So look for it. 2025. Definitely coming. Oh, it's a one shot. Definitely. 
oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a feature film that, that never caught caught wind so i'm turning it into a graphic novel wow <laughs> i believe in it it's called backyard backwash backyard barbecue all right guys well thanks backyard. for listening to the show we'll catch you guys next time on the first time show bye 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 bobbies bye bobby bye bobby bye bobby